0: hello everyone this is uh minister minister dennis payne once again bringing you back to the basics that's what we've been dealing with uh for the last few weeks uh going back to the basics uh, we've been uh in the book of first john uh first chapter and we started with first john this week we're starting with first john the second chapter now remember if you can recall Last week, we told you about John the Apostle. He's the um, writer of the um, Gospel of John. And also, he wrote these three epistles to the believers. His reason for writing the epistles is because of heresy that had crept in the church. Now, the word heresy, it means a teaching that opposed the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what he had to tell them through his letters was to go back to what they heard in the, in the beginning. So, the question is, what did they hear in the beginning? Well, in the beginning, they was taught that Jesus Christ was Lord. They was taught that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. Now God did it for a reason, because man had fallen in sin. Now you might ask the question, question, how did man fall in sin? Well, in the beginning when God created Adam, he created Adam, he gave Adam a charge. He said of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of the tree. Adam ate of a tree that God commanded him not to eat of. The Bible said in the book of James, when we know to do good and we don't do it, it's called sin. And because of Adam's rebellion, all of mankind, they took on the nature of sin. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to rectify the problem of sin so we know that Jesus came to this earth to give his life so we can live eternally with the father that's what the believers had gotten in the beginning and then heresy a teaching that opposes the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ it had crept in the church the heresy was They felt like Jesus was coming right then, but not so. Hallelujah, they felt that way. So he had to deal with that issue. They also, there was some that had crept in that was teaching Judaism. They was teaching, except you keep the law, you couldn't be saved. So John had to address this problem. So we're gonna begin. With the first John and two and fifteen. He tell the believers to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now what was John trying to convey to the believers? Well, what he was saying was not to be influenced by the world system. Even though the believers are in the world we are not of this world you must understand the world as it is has been corrupted because of the fall of Adam many people don't know that when Adam rebelled against God all of God's creation all of God's creation was affected because of his rebellion the climate was affected because of his v- rebellion the animal kingdom was uh, affected because of his rebellion the vegetation kingdom was affected because of his his rebellion everything was affected because of the rebellion of adam so what god sees he see this world as being polluted because of Adam's rebellion. That's why the Bible states in Romans 3 and 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everything has been corrupted because of the rebellion of Adam. We took on the nature of human beings. Mankind had took on the nature of sin based on Adam's rebellion toward God the Bible said in the book of Romans 5 and 12 through one man sin entered and because of that sin death came as a reason of Adam's rebellion toward God to the point that all have to die the book of Hebrews stated in the book of nine the ninth chapter verses number 27 is appointed once for man to die but we have to be judged for all the deeds that we've done in the body so he wrote to the believers to love not the world neither the things that are in the world he states if we if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him God's love is not in him when you love this present world know this God's love is is not in you that's what he's trying to tell us he said for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but it's of the world system and the world pass away and the lust thereof but he that doeth and this is crucial to understand this he that doeth the will of god abides forever what am I saying? What I'm saying is this the only way that you want to live forever, you're going to have to do the will of God. Jesus said himself, He that heard these sayings of mine and do them, he would liken that man to a wise man. That when the winds and the storms and the rains and the floods came to beat upon the house, the house was able to stand. We have to do this word of God, in other words. To prove that we love God, we have to keep his commandment. Jesus said himself, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. And we know that his commandment is the word of God. He tells them in verse number 18, little children, it's the last time as you have heard that the Antichrist shall come. Even now, now. there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is, this, this is the last time. What he was saying to the believers anti means against there's going to be people that will fight against the believers they will fight you once you become a believer you're going to have antichrist antichrist are those that are against that are against christ jesus those are antichrist he said there are many antichrists this is how we know this is the last time And then he tells them in verse number 19, he said, they went out from us. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest. That word manifest means that they might be known that they were not all of us hallelujah so everyone that say that Jesus Christ is Lord it doesn't mean that they are with the believers Jesus said himself many many will say Lord Lord they'll say it with their lips but their hearts will be far away from God now Denny tells them in verse number 20 but you have an unction from the Holy One And you know all things the unction that he was talking about was the spirit of the living God now a few weeks ago we talked about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and how it is necessary to be baptized with the Holy Ghost being baptized with the Holy Ghost is being baptized with God's Spirit you need God's Spirit somebody may be asking the question why do I need God's Spirit the only way that we're going to live the Christian life is with the Spirit of the Living God Jesus said in John the 15th chapter he said without me you can do nothing therefore without the Spirit of the Living God you can't do nothing you cannot even be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ without his Spirit because the Bible stated in the book of acts the first chapter after the holy ghost has come upon you you shall be a witness you should have you shall have power it said we should have power first and then we will be a witness now notice what the scripture i'm going to run back here real quick so you can see what i'm talking about let's go back to acts the acts the first chapter and uh, acts the first chapter verses number eight the scripture said this but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and you should be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and all judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth now notice what he said you will receive power the power that he's talking about is the baptism of the holy ghost you will receive power the Holy Ghost is come upon you now the power that God has given us in the person of the Holy Ghost is power to live the Christian life you'll never be able to live this Christian life without the Holy Ghost and the reason being because the scripture teaches it is not by power nor is it by might but it's only by the Spirit of the Living God that's the only way that we're gonna live the Christian life but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be what a witness okay this is only after the Holy Ghost is come upon you you'll be able to be a witness so going back to 1st John going back to 1st John and we're gonna take it to verse number seventeen, and the world passeth away, and the last but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He said, "Little children, it is the last time. And you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now. Are there many Antichrists, and whereby we know that it is the last time? They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made known, that they might be manifested." That they were not all of us but you have an unction back to the unction that unction is the Holy Spirit of God from the Holy One you have an unction from the Holy 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 One that unction is the Holy Ghost and you know all things now the reason why you know all things is because the Holy Ghost in you knows all things he said I'm not written unto you because you know not the truth but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth it's either a lie or the truth Jesus said my word is truth those are the words of Jesus there's no lie is of the truth it's either a lie or it's the truth but the Bible said, God is not a lie he's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent that's what the Bible said verse number 22 states who is alive but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ now if you deny that Jesus is the anointed one that Christ is the anointed that word Christ means the Messiah in the Greek that's what it means who is alive but he that denied that jesus is the anointed one the word anointed means he's the appointed one he's the lamb of god that god sent to the earth to save mankind from sin remember in the book of john john the baptist he stated he said behold the lamb of god that take away the sin of the world so jesus is the christ he's the anointed one and anyone who denies that jesus is the anointed one he's the appointed one he's the one that god sent to this earth to give his life he's the one that god sent to give up his life he's the one that god sent to die on the cross he's the one who was raised from the dead jesus christ the appointed one now he said he is an antichrist that denied the father and the son now you gotta understand this when you deny when you deny the son you automatically deny god the father it's impossible for you not to deny the son I'm not, let me put it this way. It's impossible for you. to agree with the Father and not to agree with the son. You can't do it. When you agree with the Son Jesus, you agree with the Father. Agreeing with the Father, it's agreeing with his son, Jesus. Whosoever denied the son the same have not the Father, but he that acknowledged the Son have the Father also so if you acknowledge that jesus christ he's the anointed one if you acknowledge that jesus christ he died he was buried and god the father raised him from the dead if you if you acknowledge that hallelujah you can be saved hallelujah then he said in verse number 24 let that therefore abide in you what is he saying let the word that was spoken in you live in you which you have heard from the beginning if that which you have heard from the beginning what did they hear from the beginning they heard the Word of God they heard about the death the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that's why he said let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain now notice what he said if that remain in you if that word remain in you you also shall continue in the son and in the father if it remains in you which means the thing that you heard in the beginning it has to remain in you that's what john was telling the believers what you heard from us and be in the beginning let it remain in you in verse number 25 he said this is the promise that he had promised us eternal life he's given us eternal life he said these things i've written unto you Concerning them that seduce you. In other words, he said, the reason why that I wrote this letter to you is because of those who have seduced you with another teaching, with another gospel. If it's not about Jesus, move away from it. Get away from it. If it's not about Jesus, if it's not about his death, if it's not about his burial, if it's not about his resurrection, leave that message. Leave that message. If Jesus is not the center of the message, leave that. Leave it alone. He said, "And this is the promise that you help that he has promised us." he's promised us eternal life you gotta understand this eternal life is in Jesus and Jesus alone now there might be some that say well I can get eternal life through God no you're not gonna get eternal life through God except you come through his son Jesus because no one can come to the father except they come through the son Jesus you gotta come through Jesus and if you want eternal life because eternal life is in jesus only he said these things i've written unto you concerning them that seduce you he said but the anointing now you got to get this the anointing what anointing but the anointing which you have seen received of him abides in you the word abide means the anointing you receive in him lives in you what anointing did they receive they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and what he's writing to the believers he's letting them know the Holy Ghost that live in them the Holy Ghost that live in him he's going to teach you he said but the anointing which you have received of him in you and you need not that any man teach you let me stop right there what does it mean is he saying that we don't need a teacher yes we do need a teacher the bible said how can we hear without a preacher and how can he preach it except they be sent?" that's what the word of god stayed so we need a preacher but the holy ghost in you is going to check and balance everything the preacher is saying he's the holy ghost in you is going to testify of the word so if the preacher is preaching anything outside of the word the Holy Ghost is only going to bear witness of the Word of God that's why it's important to study to show yourself approved unto God you gotta know the word because if you know the word the Holy Ghost is only going to bear witness of the word. So he said, But the anointing which you have seed of him abide in you, you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teach you what? All things. And it's truth. And it's no lie. Even if it have taught you, you shall abide in him. In who? In the anointing. In who? In the Holy Ghost. That's why Paul wrote the, the Galatians. He told them to walk in the spirit. When you're walking in the spirit, you are walking in the anointing. That's what you're doing. You're walking in the anointing. By walking in the spirit. You're living in him. When you live in the anointing. Verse number 20, 28. He said, Now, little children, abide in him. What you saying? Live in him. Live in who? live in the spirit of god and when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him and his coming let me let me share something listen if you are not living in the anointing when he comes you will be ashamed let me repeat that again if you you are not living in him if you are not abiding in him if he comes today you will be ashamed now if you know that he is righteous you know that everyone that what doeth righteousness is born of him what are you talking about doing righteousness doing righteousness is living in the word if you know that he is righteous, if you know that Jesus is righteous, you know that everyone that what? Doeth, doeth me, practice righteousness, is born of him. That's how you know the difference between the unrighteous and the righteous. That's how you know the difference. The ones that's righteous, they practice righteousness. The, um, the ones that's unrighteous they practice unrighteousness in verse number uh, chapter number 3 in verse number 1 he states behold what manner of love the father what kind of love what kind of love is this the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God therefore the world knoweth Therefore, meaning for this w- reason, those that live in the world system, they don't know us, because they knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God? You the son. If you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you are the son. Of, if you receive him, if you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, if you receive His Spirit, now beloved now we are the son of the God and it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear when he come back when he come back the second time he's gonna rule when he come back we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is now every man that have this hope in him now notice what he said now this is this is good you got to get this Every man that have this hope in him, purified himself even as he is pure. Let me stop right here. You're gonna have to get this. Purify. The word "purify" means to clean. Now, how are we gonna do it? How are we gonna clean ourselves? How is it possible for us to clean ourselves? I'm gonna show you a mystery. It won't be you that's cleaning yourself. But it's going to be the Spirit of God in you cleaning you up. Because you can't do it. You can't purify yourself. He's going to have to do it for you. Remember what the Scripture teaches in 1 John 1, 1 and 9? If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And do what? Cleanse us from all in right. Who's going to cleanse us? He's going to clean us is is that you cleaning? no that's him cleaning he's gonna have to do this through you you can't do this yourself you can't even purify yourself it ain't gonna happen you it's impossible for you to do it you can't do it without him you can't do it it ain't gonna happen so he's gonna he's gonna clean you that's why he told you to confess your sin and he's faithful he's obligated to cleanse you from all unrighteousness so when he cleaned you he you are clean because he cleaned you but you're gonna have to confess your sin you have to confess your sin then if you don't confess your sin you still got it you still got the sin that's why he's giving us a remedy the remedy is us confessing the sin so we have to confess our sin on a moment to moment basis and when you confess, and the word confess means to agree, and after you agree, you have to admit that you did it. That's what it means. Confess. There now in your confession, there's a true confession, and there's the false one. So when you confess your sin, you got to be real. You have to tell the truth. Why? Because we're dealing with somebody that is the truth. Jesus said, "I'm the way." I'm the truth and I'm the life. So you have to what? Confess the truth. And then the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. Hallelujah. So I'm going to have to leave you right this moment. So what I want you to do before we close, if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you believe that God the Father raised him from the dead. The Bible said in the book of Romans 10 and 9, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart. Now, believing in your heart is important. Somebody said, why is it important? Because God is looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart. We can make confessions all day long, but it's either a true confession or a false confession. So the Bible said if we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then we can be saved if you believe that pray with me all I want you to say Lord Jesus forgive me for all of my sins I believe that you died on the cross I believe that you was buried I believe that God the Father raised you from the dead Lord Jesus I repent right now of my ways in the name of Jesus Lord I believe Lord Jesus I ask you to come into my heart right now in the name of of jesus thank you lord jesus god bless you i'll see you next week in jesus name